Direct from Music City, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. One, two, one. I'm an old cowpoke, I don't use no soap. I swing the rope beneath antelope. No Sunday thunders got me buffalo. Devastation rides upon my breath, and I scare the ladies flock to death. When I rears back in that saddle, and I let the old go. Well, spit my spurs and kick my rope. I soaked up too much campfire smoke, and this old cow folks heading for town. This ain't no social call, it's a raid I'm an old lone wolf with a barbed wire tail And it's my night to howl The old lady, Well, some folks say that life is swell And some complain it's troublesome But I don't care if it's heaven or hell I'm gonna have me some fun. Barkeep, call that a double. Well, make mine a double double. A stronger whiskey and weaker women's what I say. Yeah, I'll sit here and drink till I get full and then try and stop this rodeo bull. There'll be a whole lot of me that's a bluffing and a whole lot of me that ain't full. Hey, you play, you play, you play, you play, you play, you play, I hope the sheriff ain't taking the trail that I'm making back to wherever it is. City, that's Riders in the Sky featuring Sidebeat, and the song is Old Cow Poke. From Nashville, Tennessee, I'm your host, Gary Holt. Joining me in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is our co-host, Miss Bobby Bell. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, Gary. That's such a fun song from their brand new album. Isn't it great? Throw a star on a sa- throw a saddle on a star. <laughs> I almost had the name wrong. <laughs> throw, throw a saddle on a star. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. it's written by our good friend, Mr. Gary McMahon, and uh, and I debated about whether to play his song or their song, but I decided to go with Riders of the Sky. But it's a fun, fun song and a great way to yeah, start the show nice. today. We're it we're is. looking forward to our show. Yeah, so we have uh, a little warm weather going on across the country right now, it looks like. And uh, I mentioned earlier, just before the show started, we're going to hit a 
We're going to hit a feels-like temperature of 115 here in Nashville, but you sounded a little bit cooler out there in Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. Where is your temperature right now? Well, we're in the high 60s, looking at maybe getting into the 80s, which is a significant drop for us um, over the last couple of weeks. We have a little sprinkling of rain early this morning. That's not been unusual. Um, little little teasers of rain, you know, have followed us throughout the day, the last, you know, the last few days. So you just kind of have a feeling uh, fall is making her appearance. Slowly, a little tease for fall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it won't be long. Well, it's really interesting because our Tennessee State Fair started uh-huh. uh, last Thursday. And so as Thursday hit, the temperature started going up. And so they've had to uh-huh. put water, water stations out and cooling stations out. And the week before, we were in the 80s and it, in the uh, 60s and 70s in the morning and no humidity. And so it's like, man, they just decided to do a number on our state fair. But, uh, you know, fall is on the on the way and things will cool down. And then we'll look back and remember the summer of 2023. <laughs> but anyway, hey, we've got a great show today. We have a wonderful guest coming on the Campfire Cafe. Who are we going to be talking with? Oh, we'll be talking with another one of our favorites, making a return visit with Dan McCorson. We'll be catching up with Dan. And then who do we have in the second hour? Miss Lisa Dearson with Equus Film Festival is going to come back and visit with us. And we'll talk about a couple of events that are coming up. One in Colorado and Bobby, one in Albuquerque in November. So we're going to have a great time visiting... Yeah, we'll have a great time visiting with Miss Lisa today, and always great to talk with Dan. But right now, let's take a listen to an award-winning song by Mr. Dan McCorson. It's called Welcome to Wickenburg, and we'll be visiting with Dan when we return today on the Campfire Cafe. <laughs> From my home way back east I was looking for a rodeo Maybe right a humpback beast I climbed up Highway 60 Something in me stirred When I saw the sign ahead It said, Welcome to Wickenburg I heard they got some jackpots Big enough to blow your mind All you gotta do is make it through One good eight-second ride I found a little motel at Frontier Street and 3rd And the sign at the desk said, Welcome to Wickenburg took my money said that she could plainly see. I wasn't from around here, but then she kind of purred, said, good luck, come back and see me, and welcome to Wickenburg. I drew the rankest critter that stock contractor had. The boys behind the bucket shoot said, man, that draw was bad. He'll 
and then he'll spin back around. So when you think you're set and pretty, he'll push you on the ground. Well, I bucked off and I was hung up and I fell into the well. He walked the length of me and he tore me all to well. He turned my face into a plow. And as I swallowed dirt, the clown who picked me up said, Welcome to Wickenburg. Yeah, welcome to Wickenburg. Well, it was fairly obvious. I wouldn't make no pain. I saw that little gal I met, but she just turned away. I tried to make her smile, but I couldn't, because it hurt. When I passed the next rider, I said, Welcome to Wickenburg. Yeah, welcome to Wickenburg. Welcome back. Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard Dan McCorson perform Welcome to Wickenburg, a co-write with Les Buffum from Dan's album, Me and Les. Today's featured guest, Dan McCorson, grew up in Colorado and began playing Western swing and country music soon after college. A trail of music business success led him to a 20-year career in Nashville, writing and recording with some of the finest writers and musicians in country music. Today, Dan calls Arizona home. Please welcome back to Campfire Cafe a skilled and soulful singer who can roam from a classic cowboy song to one of his own creation with skill and ease, the co-writer and recording artist of the song we just heard, the 2022 IWMA Song of the Year. Welcome to Wickenburg. Welcome, Dan McCorson. Well, hey there, Bobby. How are you? (laughs) It's so, so good to be with you. Hi, Gary. Hey, Dan. How are oh, you, Gary? my friend? Oh, I'm great. I'm good great. to have I'm so, you. So proud to be back. Great. Thank you. I'm sorry. Well, it's good to have you. <laughs> That's all right. Good to have you back with us. And uh, and oh. we just missed you in Nashville. Was it last week that you were here? Yeah. Doing I kinda, a new I album. In and I just, yes, I just recorded a new album. And, uh, Pretty excited about it, you know, and uh, it won't be available for a while, but uh, it was sure fun to be in Nashville again. I love Nashville. And, and Gary, I'm sorry I didn't get the chance to get by and see you. I, I was on a pretty tight schedule, and it was uh, there were a whole lot of people I wish I could have seen, but didn't get to do it. Next time. But, Next time, my friend. Yeah. Next time. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll yeah. do that. We'll do that. Well, tell us so a little sure. bit about the new project because it is going to be different from uh, this one that we're going to listen to today. And we're going to be featuring music from mm-hmm. me and Les. So this is going to be a whole okay. lot of fun sharing music from that. But this will be a different album for you, won't it? It really will. You know, when we were locked down uh, with COVID, um, this song um, – uh, I'll be seeing you in all the old familiar places got into my head and I couldn't get it out of my head. And because, you know, the message of that song about a kiss is still a kiss, a sigh is just a sigh. And mm. I thought the whole world is so, so turned upside down right now, but some things just don't change. All right. 
and uh, and right. that's the point of that song. And it was written, I think, during World War II, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, and I just thought, you know, that's such a timely song. Those songs, they are, you know, they're as, as relevant today as they were when they were written back then. Those standards. And uh, but anyway, I fell in love with that song, and I learned it, and I sent it off to my my friend and producer Scott Newbert in Nashville. I put it put it laid down a little just guitar and vocal in my home studio, and sent it off to him, and he put some jazz guitar on it, and and I said, man, we should we should make an album with this stuff, and one thing led to another, and there I was last Monday in the studio with a full band, and it was it was a blast. <laughs> and as you said, you did you did twelve songs at one time. That was pretty. That's pretty amazing. That is pretty. Amazing. Well, you know, we cut. Yeah, we cut twelve songs in one day. One I just did totally solo, but the the other eleven we cut together. These musicians, as you know, Gary, the musicians in Nashville are phenomenal. Awesome. And yeah. Scott and I did a lot of work. Uh, along the bass player Rob Price came and helped us, and we but we we had our charts really uh, mapped out and detailed and and ready. So so we went, when we went in, and those guys are all so good at reading charts and just capturing a feel. I mean, we'd play a song, we'd put the chart in front of these guys. I was in the booth singing, and uh, what I thought were going to be scratch vocals, but I think we're going to end up keeping all of them maybe. But um, oh wow! But we, I would sing. Sing along with them like one time, and then, and then we'd run it, and there might be a correction here or a question there, and then we'd run it again, and it was done. <laughs> Unbelievable! So, yeah. Unbelievable! And so we got we got eleven songs done, and then I just put one down all by myself, a little solo guitar vocal thing, and man, we were done. I think we started at ten. I think we were done at three o'clock. Or three thirty. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> wow! Yeah. Wow! Wow. Well, I'm we going to tell you, we're looking forward. We're looking forward to that album when it comes out. So we have another show called Live from Nashville that would fit that just perfectly. So we'll have to have you mm-hmm. back live from Nashville. Oh. But, uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. Well, I want to get to another song real quickly. This one is Dust of Los Angeles. Tell us about this song. Ah. Well, I uh, you know, music business took me all over the place. I, I started out in music in in my early twenties, and and uh, and I I was working out of Boulder, Colorado, and I I got signed to MCA Records in in seventy seven, and my okay. manager at the time said you said you have to move to L A. and and uh, uh, I didn't really want to, but my wife and I we packed up and we moved to L A. and uh, but one day uh, while we were living there, we were, we ended up being there. For, <laughs> I told my friends in Boulder, I'll be back in a year. I'm just going to go out there and take care of business, and I'll be back. <laughs> Fifteen years later, <laughs> oh, well. finally got out of there. But but while I was living there, my, my, my old cowboy hat that I had, I needed a new hat. So I, I went down to King's Western Wear. I'm sure you must know it, Bobby. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. They're, not, they're not. Yeah, they're not there anymore. But yes, I do. Did know them well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, I think if I'm not mistaken, Nudie has his shop there. Am I? Am I right about that? Well, that's that also closed some time ago. Um, but yeah. yeah, he was. Well, he might have been kind of in the same area. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Uh, I, I needed a new hat, and I went down to sure. Kings Washington, and I bought a hat, which I still have, and. Um, and I was walking out of that store with uh, with a friend of mine with my hat on. He said, 
He said, man, don't you feel weird wearing a cowboy hat in L.A.? And I said, I said no. Because I, I looked around and I thought, you know, if you look at the street there, you could be in Albuquerque or uh, yep. a, a lot of different western towns. It just didn't look that different to me. And I said, and, and, and I said man, you know, really, this is a western town. And he looked at me like I was crazy. So, <laughs> but I, I know, well, it is. L.A. It has is. a Western heritage. And uh, if you've ever been to the Gene Autry, uh, Gene Autry Museum, isn't his home there? And and uh, I can't remember where. But uh, I mean, I'm thinking of Will Rogers' home. And but there's just so much heritage there. And uh, um, and so I, I decided I wanted to write a song about the history. The, the cowboy mm-hmm. western history of Los Angeles. And it took me a mm-hmm. long time. And finally, I, I, I had a friend, I have a friend in Colorado who lets me use his cabin when I, when I want to sneak away and just be all alone and write. And uh, uh, I ran up there and ducked into his cabin and wrote this song. It took me, I think, two days. Sat down and wrote Oh, it. wow. So, yeah. Well, this is a great, great song. This is Dust of Los Angeles. It's Dan McCorson, and we'll be back in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. The Chumash Indians greeted the Spanish explorer. The missions were built and the Padres threw open the doors. For the land at the water's edge And cowboys rode in the dust of Los Angeles The gold rush brought cattle And vaqueros rode for the brands Soon came the railroads and people from far distant land The silver screen called out for stories From out of the west And cowboys rode in the dust of Los Angeles The steel and the asphalt and buildings that reach to the sky Spread out for miles and miles And silence the cry Of the land that is buried But still holds the heart of the West And the cowboys who rode in the dust Hidden away 
step in the corral You can still catch that feeling today Of our carols and drifters and stuntmen And stars at their best The cowboys who rode in the dust of Los Angeles The steel and the asphalt and buildings that reach to the sky And the cowboys who rode in the dust of Los Angeles. The land that is buried still holds the heart of the West. And the cowboys who rode in the dust of Los One of my favorite songs from the album, Me and Les, that was Dan McCorson with Dust of Los Angeles. And Dan, the first time that, you know, this album, I received this album and I was sitting and, of course, you know, listening through. And this song, I must have replayed it four or five times because having moved (laughs) from Los Angeles, having moved to Los Angeles from New England and then living there almost um, 20, 25 years um, it so spoke to me, and I, I was I was so excited that finally somebody you know <laughs> had embraced um, Los Angeles. And there's lots of wonderful songs about California and 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 cowboying in California, but that this song traced the history, and it really does. Um, I I just and the beat and the lyric and just this is just. A fabulous song. <laughs> oh, I'm so, so proud to hear you say that, Bobby. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was excited you know that, to see it on the playlist for today. Yes, go ahead. That uh, that third verse talks about um, a stable in the Hollywood Hills, and mm-hmm. uh, I was in a band in the '70s, a Western swing band based out of Colorado. We did all the Bob Will stuff, and uh, we had a manager in L.A. He he had us come out there and to do some stuff and. He said, we're going to do a photo shoot. I wish I could remember the photographer's name. He was great. But we he took us up into the Hollywood Hills, and there was this stable with a corral. Yeah. And uh, in the middle of uh, of all of that, you know, and you really did. When you got, got there and the horses were around and, the, and you just – it really felt like you were – it was 100 years ago and you were it's in old L.A., ago. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, with all of you and you make the reference to um, kind of the the Hollywood era as well. And when you think of all the areas nearby where so many films were made and um, those big, you know, landscapes, um, it just encompasses, you know, Los Angeles is huge and sprawling and it, it just encompasses all of this. And, and, you know, and then we had the Palomino, you know, which was a great place for um, all kinds of live music and country music. And, you know, so 
I I would wear my cowboy hat. And I'm not, I'm all I'm all hat, no cattle. There's there's no I am not a cowgirl at all. But I remember when we first moved, I would I would wear my cowboy hat in Pasadena, and and tourists would want to take my picture. Like a lot of tourists that were traveling from Japan, be like, oh, you cowgirl, you know, can I take your picture? And my husband and I would look at each other like. Uh, okay. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Oh, well, fun time. Well, it was fun. Well, it was I fun think... to write, and it was it was something that was on my mind for a couple of years or more. I mean, yeah. it was year, I, I kind of percolating in the back of my head. Finally, I finally said, oh, "I've got to write this song," so I finally did. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, the next song that um, that Gary has laid out here is another wonderful "Lights of Cheyenne." Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that, and we'll get back to the music? Uh, sure. Um, that song, and I wish I had the album in front of me because I'm drawing a blank on the guy who wrote it. Um, Jack Murphy. Yes, thank you. Jack, Jack Murphy. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jack Murphy. I actually recorded that song originally on an album on the album I did in 1977 for MCA Records. And uh, um, Chris Hillman uh, brought that song to me um, Actually, another producer friend of his had given it to him and said, hey, here's a couple of songs by this guy named Jack Murphy. And uh, I just fell in love with that song, and I've always loved it. And uh, I thought, you know, it, it kind of got lost on that original album, so I'm going to try it again. And so there it is. And uh, Jack is a wonderful writer, and uh, I think he went on to write on – I think he won a Tony on Broadway. <laughs> he was sort of – Did he? Wow. Writer. Yeah. Oh, wow. So uh, – but he's he's so good at creating imagery, and uh, that song has a lot of, as as you'll probably notice, it's a lot of really nice imagery in it, and beautiful melody. And I just fell in love with that song, and I've always loved it. I still still perform it. This is the lights of Cheyenne. We're talking with Dan McCorson today on the Campfire Cafe. <laughs>
buckskins and shafts, the warm winter hats, riding the fences and checking for strays, wood burning fires and good natured liars, stories that rang like the bells on their sleigh. Deep, deep in the Wyoming winter Deep, deep in a land of dreams Gone are the cowboys who stole all our hearts But their spirit still lives And silently The Lights of Cheyenne, Dan McCorson, you are listening to the Campfire Cafe, heard around the world on our website at equestrianlegacy.net, on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and there are some others out there. But just look for Equestrian Legacy Radio, and you can hear all these shows 24-7 right there. Dan, the album is entitled Me and Les, and we lost Les Buffum not long ago. Tell us yes, about Les. Yes, sure did. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Les and I just became uh, dearest friends. Uh, he's one of my dearest friends. And uh, we met uh, not long after I started getting involved in, right after I started getting involved in Western music. I was playing guitar uh, for the Red Hot Rhythm Rustlers, Marvin's, Marvin's yeah. group, and uh, uh, Marvin O'Dell. And uh, uh, I was, we were playing down in Sierra Vista at, the, at a wonderful place, the American Folklore Preserve, a beautiful little venue that features a lot of Western music. And, and Les spent, was spending, he always spent his uh, winters uh, down there in Sierra Vista. And in the summer, he was a camp host up around uh, the White Mountains in eastern, northeastern Arizona. And so he would kind of okay. migrate back and forth with the weather. But uh, he was down there in Sierra Vista when we played. And he came in, he came into the uh, dressing room and, and I got introduced <laughs> to him and, and I, I, don't, I just fell in love with the guy right away, and and uh, uh, we he said we I don't know somehow we started writing together, and we just been we were just the best of friends ever since. And I would go up up in camp in the White Mountains. I have a little camper, and I'd go up there and pull in Nesta Les, and we'd sit and write songs for three or four days at a time, and and uh, oh, wow. eat a lot of food, bad food, and and uh, <laughs> that was good food, <laughs> and campfire food, and. We, but we had the best time just hanging out, and uh, boy, I miss that guy. I really do. It was, it was a real good friendship for me. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, I yeah. asked Mary Kay uh, earlier this morning if she had ever written, written with Les, and, uh, and she had. And she, the, uh, the album, No Wilder Place, but she wrote the song, No Wilder Place, with Les. Uh-huh. And uh, we're actually, uh-huh. actually going to close... 
we're going to close the entire show for today with that particular song. Absolutely beautiful. But uh, such a talented guy. And Bobby, I guess you knew Les, Bob, didn't you? Um, I had the privilege of meeting him several times. And then um, we, uh, along with the great help of uh, Valida Hummel, we put together a special concert honoring him. And a lot of the songwriting partners that he'd had over the years came, and it was a surprise to him. Marvin was the oh, wow. and was our MC. And and he had no idea. We did it the Friday night of the Santa Cruz Cowboy Festival, emptied our stores so there was plenty of room for everybody. And um, SCBTV filmed it, and I'm so glad because it's really now like a historical treasure. Um, so many songwriters were there, and they got up, and the two of them, you know, Les and the songwriter would talk about the song, and then and then the songwriter would go ahead and sing it. And um, that was really the first time I actually met him. Um, and um, then I interviewed him the following day at the Buckaroo Bookshop, and then, you know, we stayed kind of in touch over the years, but certainly not a relationship like you had, Dan. (laughs) How I wish I, you know, how I wish I had more of that with with Les. Wonderful, wonderful man. He wrote with so many people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We lost so many great Great artists and and uh, writers and talented people in this past year, but uh, yeah, yeah Les sure did was one of those. One of those. You know, I'm so happy. Riding that, out to uh, me today. Our, uh, we had. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you go but, ahead. Yeah, I, I was just going to say I'm so happy that uh, that this little album I did, me and Les, which I, you know, I had no idea what was coming down the pike, but um, right, uh, right. I had. I had just such a great friendship with him. And we had written uh, quite a few, I think four of the songs on this album. And, uh, um, and so I just, I wrote a song called me and Les, and I thought I'm going to talk about the album after that. But, uh, yeah. but I'm so glad that it had the success that it did before he passed away. Cause he got to enjoy all of that, which I'm really happy about. So, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. special, yeah, special writing people to me today is one that we wrote together. And it was, uh, it was, uh, that was, you know, Les would bring all the, all the cowboy language to my songs. And I was grateful for that because he lived the cowboy <laughs> life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's take a listen to Riding Out to Me Today. We'll be back in just a moment. All right. <laughs> Bacon and the beans Swallowed our last cup You could hear the cabbie coming It's too dark to really see But that sun is starting up And the horses are a-milling In a handheld rope corral You call out for your mount The boss builds a big loop Throws a backhand hula head. Man, he always makes it count. Riding out to meet the day. Riding out to meet the day. 
start him out real slow. I got a fight to hold him in. I guess like me, he's itching to see what's up the road. Man, there's something in the wind. Might be a mountain we've got to scale. Could be a rough and a rocky trail. No matter what, it's an easier ride. With all these good friends by my side. Riding Corson, and we are tickled to death to have Dan joining us today on the Campfire Cafe. Dan, it's been a few weeks ago. We had a we had a group of singers and songwriters over to the house, and we were sitting around the dining room table, and all of a sudden, they started telling road stories, stories <laughs> from out on the road as they traveled, and there were a few of them that we probably could have told on the air and several we could not have. (laughs) So we've started adding a little segment on the show now called road stories. So give us a road story. Yeah. And and try to keep it as PG as you can. Okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Let's see. Uh, Wow. That's a bit of a challenge. Let me think. Um, I was uh, back in the 70s. PG part. Let's see. The, well, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, here's here's one I can tell you. Uh, I guess uh, okay. when I was uh, back in the '70s, when I was uh, uh, traveling with that uh, Western Swing Band, we we were booked. We toured all the way across uh, Canada, starting in Winnipeg and went over to Vancouver, and then uh, 
but we had a few days off in a town called Lethbridge, which is just north of the Canadian-USA border, uh, uh, north of Montana. And uh, we had we had a few days off, and most of us were just kind of tired. We hung out at the motel. But two of the guys decided they were going to go down uh, across the border into a little town called Bab, B-A-B-B, which is right next to a lake called Duck Lake, and to catch okay. – uh, to catch trout because the world's largest trout had been caught at Duck Lake, and or oh, wow. maybe the north, the biggest North American trout, and so they wanted to go fish. So they went down there. They got to the USA border, and and the and the border guy, border patrol guy, said, "Well, where are you going?" He, "Well, we're going to Bab to the to fish at Duck Lake," and he said, "Whatever you do, don't go to the Bab Bar. It's a bucket of blood." <laughs> And so that, that, they couldn't wait to get there. That was, <laughs> that was the first place they went. And, and they had a couple of guitars. They had a guitar with them, and they stopped into that bar and uh, um, uh, and played, played a few songs for the owner. And so when we got done with our tour in Vancouver, we circled back and played at the bat bar for a week. And uh, I will never forget it because when we pulled into town, the, I mean, there was 28 people, I think, lived in Bab, and uh, yeah. oh, uh, well. there was a there was a post office, a motel, and a grocery store, and that was it. And we played to an absolute packed house of. It was right in the middle of the Blackfeet Indian Reservation. It was all Blackfeet Indians, and uh, oh, well. it was just the experience of a lifetime. Really, it was just so so fun. But when we pulled into town, blob laying in somebody's front yard. And a bearskin hanging over the clothesline, and we said, "Man, oh, we're wow. in Montana now." Oh my gosh, that's pretty good. So that is, yeah. Don't go into that bar; it's a bloodbath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> great. That is great. Well, you know, when you're out on the road, there are just so many different experiences that you can have, and there's so many cool people that you can meet. I mean, interesting interesting characters and uh and it's just fun to hear about these stories it's just great it's great well we're going to get to wyoming dreaming tell us about wyoming dreaming well that's one i wrote with les and um um if i'm not mistaken i'm i'm i believe i wrote that yeah i wrote that with les and uh we just started talking about um about how we both loved wyoming and uh uh, I think he had, I think he had a poem, uh, and uh, and we just started working with that poem and kind of reworked it into a song, as I recall. Um, I'm not exactly sure what came first, the poem or the or the or the song idea, but I think it was a, one of Les's poems that we reworked into a song. So All right. that's the story on that one. Well, let's yeah. take and let's take a listen to Wyoming Dreaming. We'll be back in just a moment with Mr. Dan McCorson. Last night I threw my bedroll down Toward the ending of the day In the badlands of Wyoming As the stars came out to play up over Powder Mountain, a full moon dogged the sun, and I thought I saw the silhouettes of Mustangs on the run. 
from the album Me and Less. So, Dan, we're going to see you in November in Albuquerque, correct? That's correct. I can't wait. <laughs> I what, is it, so what, 
what is it about our International Western Music Association annual gathering that you look forward to, and why should people come? Well, really, I think for me personally, first and foremost, is just seeing everybody because over the, I don't know, I think 12, 10, 12 years that I've been in the organization, you develop a lot of really nice friendships, you know, and um, and it's just so, and you stay in touch with each other. Everybody's spread out, so you stay in touch with each other like you, like Bobby, you and Gary, but to see each other face-to-face is so nice, and uh, I, I really enjoy that part of it. And then just getting to hear a lot of what goes on. I, You know, uh, like I, for instance, I just wrote a song with Miska Pageant, who is a cowgirl oh. You probably know Miska. I yeah, know. Miska. Yeah. I mean, you can't not love Miska Pageant. <laughs> she just, she, she, she's such a great person. And I got to hear, I heard her poetry there and, and got to meet her and, uh, and we've become very good friends and I'm with, I'm friends with her and her husband, Keith, and, and, uh, my wife and I both went up and visited them recently. They live in, um, Arizona also, so they're not too far away, but, um, but you get to meet people and get exposed to, uh, to their work, you know, uh, 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 through that organization of, I've gotten to know Tom Swearingen and Miska and, and uh, Doug Figs and mm-hmm. so many mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jim Jones and you know so many great people that uh, that contribute to Western music and I love the culture of it you know because the Western music is such a special niche and uh, I love that it's being preserved and that it's mm-hmm. being honored and I. Th- as far as I know, that's the only place that's really no. Well, there's, I mean, there might be other places, but that's the place, as far as I know, that that mm-hmm. that's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you um, did you enter a song in the songwriting contest? Is that what you I worked did. on with Miska? Or, yeah. Oh, and you did. Yes. Cool. It's one I wrote cool. with Miska. And I, <laughs> it is one. Okay. I just, okay. I love the song. <laughs> it's from a poem that she wrote called Three uh, Number Three Twenty Two about a horse in a sail barn and the horse is number 322. Yes. And, uh, there we go. Yes. Yeah. Have you heard Wonderful. It? I have heard it. I have heard that poem. Yes. Um I have you um let's see. You have some I haven't really studied yet all of who's performing on different stages and the Opry night. I'm a sh- I'm sure you must have a showcase or two. You doing some live performing there? I'm doing a showcase on that Friday, and I'm okay. on the Opry Friday night. And uh, okay. so I, I don't know. My friend Scott, who uh, produced uh, me and Les, and on that yes. last cut, he, I mean, he plays all everything but the kitchen sink on that album. And uh, he played all that great guitar and steel guitar. And, and uh, but he, uh, I think he's coming out to uh, to join us again oh. this year. He did oh, good. Time. Good. 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 He's a good. member of the Tennessee chapter now, as I recall. He is. He is a member. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we've got a we've got a pretty good pretty good contingent of folks that are coming back this year from Tennessee. So that's that's exciting. And uh, yeah. it's kind of cool that we've got a lot of Western performers now that are hitting the stage at the Grand Ole Opry. So that's a that's a cool deal as well. But that's, uh, that's excellent. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Bringing bringing the the western back to the country, so that's a good deal. That's right. We're going to get to another song real quickly. Jingle jangle jingle, and uh, when we come back, we'll be talking for a few minutes more with Mr. Dan McCorson today on the Campfire Cafe. 
catch up just a little bit and uh and and get a road story from you that was a lot of fun that was a lot of fun but <laughs> our, so our audience well you're welcome our audience around the world will want to pick up your music so how can they get hold of me and Les and your other albums well you can you can buy a copy at my website www.danmccorrison.com or you can listen to them on spotify and iTunes and Apple, I think Apple Music has them, YouTube, all over the dang place. But uh, you can go to Spotify and look me up and find that stuff and listen to it right there. Well, the best place to get your music is going to be from your website so that you can get yeah, the whole well, album. And 
Absolutely. Yeah. You can buy it right there. It's a, it's Dan McCorison. It's D-A-N-M-C-C-O-R-I-S-O-N at, uh, excuse me, danmccorison.com. And uh, that's my Not website. You can, there's a store there, and you can buy them right there. All right. And we look forward to seeing you in Albuquerque in just a few months. That'll be here before you know it. So we're looking forward to seeing you there. Same here. Thank we're you gonna so much. We're going to close. You're very welcome. We're going to close this segment of the show with another great song from the album, Me and Les. And this is one that Joyce Woodson wrote. Uh, if I hadn't seen the West, how'd you pick this one out for the album, Dan? Oh, well, I, you know, when I was, uh, live, I don't want to make too long a story. I know you want to get out of here, but <laughs> the, uh, uh, I heard her do that song when she was still in Nashville working as a songwriter. I went to hear a friend of mine play and she was on the bill and up doing a little songwriters round. And she did that song and I was absolutely knocked out by it and fell in love with it. And, uh, it was really res- largely responsible for my wife deciding we had to move back West. And, uh, really? so, uh, yeah, wow. it really was. We, we looked at each other after that, after we heard that song, went, we have to move back West. And uh, oh, I see. so I just thank Joyce for that song and for that inspiration to move. <laughs> well, I tell you what, we'll have to play Rocky Top for you again, so maybe we can get you to move back this way. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love right. Tennessee. This I is... loved it. I had a great time there. I did. Well, it's great to have you come back and record and visit. But anyway, we look forward to seeing you uh, in November, if not before then. This is If okay. I Hadn't Seen the West, it's Dan McCorson. We'll be right back. If I hadn't seen a crimson red sunset Send the world through a shimmering dream If I hadn't heard the canyon toey bird Sing a song for me Wide open spaces that fill me up Leave me feeling blessed I could have lived in a place in the world if I hadn't seen the West There's a river that spills Through Sedona's hills Where the red rock looks over the green And above Santa Fe's hills of sage are The bluest skies I've ever seen Canyons that echo, echo back to me Say your wandering heart can rest I could have lived any place in the world If I hadn't seen the West
I like the sound There's something about it Sweet honeysuckle and gin I've been north And the east has its charms Hey You got the same moon Nothing quite like A desert night With the sound Of a Spanish guitar I get a thrill Just Under a blanket of stars When I fall in love I hope she's a cowgirl at heart For I confess I could have lived any place in the world If I hadn't seen America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. When we come back, we'll be talking with Miss Lisa Dearson of the Equus Film and Arts Festival.
the high Nevada hills. Freedom rides the wayward western wind. And the Mustang is a symbol with its wild and fiery will of the way the west will never be again. So let them run. Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. From Nashville, Tennessee, I'm your host, Gary Holt. In Albuquerque, New Mexico, our co-host, Miss Bobby Bell. And joining us now is a good friend, Miss Lisa Dearson, founder, president, head knocker of the Equus Film Fest. Did I get all that right? <laughs> I don't know about head knocker, but... <laughs> You're not sure about the head knocker part. Okay. All right, no, how you doing, no, Lisa? But maybe banging my head on the wall a little bit. <laughs> but I'm good, Gary. How are you? Well, doing Hi, very Bobby. well. Doing very well. Hello, Lisa. Hello, Lisa. <laughs> Bobby, are you going to come be live with us when we're in Albuquerque in November? Well, I didn't know about that till I was on your website last night. So, and I yeah. didn't see a lot. I saw a lot of details about what's coming up. Uh, in Colorado, but I didn't see details about Albuquerque, so you'll need well, to get those to me. On, we're working on those Albuquerque details right now, and that'll be the next big batch of stuff that'll go up onto the website. So it's it's moving along. Lots to, lots right. are happening right now. Yeah, so, a lot of things yeah, happening. We're very excited about Albuquerque. Great. We have well, a, I think some really great. I think Lisa, the last time that you, last time you were on the show, I think we had you on talking about the Mustang Discovery Ride. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for folks yes. that maybe mm-hmm. are listening for the first time around the world and here in the United States and Canada, tell us a little bit about the Equus Film and Arts Festival and how you got started with well, that and exactly what that is. Well, it is a festival, a film festival, an arts festival that's devoted to telling the stories of horses through art and literature and film. That's our mission. Um, That's kind of what we do. We've been doing it. This is our 11th year. I can't even believe I'm saying that now. Wow. But that is what we focus, have our focus on with the Film and Arts Festival. We have a literary corral that's part of that that 
we right now I'm looking at probably 60 books that are getting checked in for this year. Wonderful. Every year the books get get better and better and better. So, um, and we have and films from around the world. So this year the festival, the Film and Arts Fest, where we do our Winnie Awards, will be in Albuquerque in November, November 17th and 19th. But mm-hmm. we're also going to be doing films in Sacramento. I mean, not Sacramento, my God, in Westcliff, Colorado, September uh, 29th, 30th, and October 1st. So we'll have films as well as our Mustang Summit there. So when you started, when you started the Equus Film Festival, um, was was New York the first location? Um, no, there was a theater that's by me called the Arcata Theater, which is actually it's an old, probably close to a hundred year old theater in downtown St. Charles, which is the town that I I live in, and it's. They okay. now they mostly do rock shows and stuff like that, but we did our first film festival there, and then we moved to New York the second year, and we yeah we were in New York until the year before COVID, or the year that COVID happened we went, we were at Kentucky Horse Park, and then okay. everything came to a screeching halt for two years. Right. But right. Now um, we were in Sacramento last December because that's where we ended the Mustang Discovery Ride in California out there, and I had everybody out there. So we, we all converged on the um, equestrian. There was a beautiful equestrian center out there, and we did the film festival, and Lisanne was there with her horses after the trip wrapped up, and we did our very first Mustang Summit there since we had everybody from the Mustang world there to talk and present and taught, you know, do lectures and educate people. And now, now I think we're going into our fourth, fifth, fourth or fifth Mustang summit in, um, Westcliff in September. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. We, yeah. So the, the, the Mustang summits have, it's just a really nice educational component that we've added to the film festival. Okay. All right, and so you're going to be in Westcliff. I guess that's the next event, and uh, and what are the dates for that? And, well, actually, I have a, a a small event with a Mustang documentary in Aiken, South Carolina, on or September 9th. There are still a few okay. tickets left for that, and that's in Aiken. And if you're on our website, you can just click on Aiken's Fest and it follow the link. But um, then we'll be in Westcliff the 29th, 30th, and then October 1st. When we have mm-hmm. a, a okay. fun fundraiser event on Thursday night, the 28th. And we'll have some music right. with Melody De Benedictus and the high, high um, her, her and um, her partner's High Plains Junkie band and um, they'll be providing the music and then we'll have a chance for everybody who's coming in that wants to meet the different filmmakers and some of the different Mustang specialists that are coming with us and it's a chance for everybody to kind of get together and meet and talk and have a nice evening. 
And I think that during the course of the event, our, our friend Miss Lacey J. Dalton is going to be performing, isn't she? Miss Lacey J. Dalton's going to be performing. And so we're Yahtzee, who um, Lacey will be musical, and Larry does Native American storytelling, which is pretty amazing what, when, you, when you see what he does. Um, they'll be some of, they'll be our, our musical and our kind of entertainment um, guest, but we have we have forty two different um, between our authors and our artists and our filmmakers are coming in guests coming in you know speakers and de- demonstrations and lectures. We'll have people from Mustang Heritage Foundation coming in and talking. We'll have BLM coming in and talking. The Mustangs will have Mustang champions coming in and talking about their programs. So it'll be a great place for people to learn and then as well as watching all the different trainers. Um, We're trying to present a different way, a more brain-based, gentler way to work with these horses with Wes Taylor and Sky Epperson and um, Bruce Anderson, just there's a way to make the horses instead of breaking the horses. I guess it's the best way to say that. Mm-hmm. And so we'll have right, right. what we do with the Mustang Summit and what's going to be happening from now on with it is we'll have five of our own people who are part of kind of the Equus herd that will be presenting with us at every event. And then we'll invite two or three other um Mustang specialists from the area to come and present with our with our presenters. So you'll have six or seven hours of going from pen to pen, watching these different people work with these Mustangs, and then we'll adopt the Mustangs. So hopefully it'll be all yearlings, and we'll adopt them out after the event. But you'll get to see hands-on right there. This the same people, the same work, and it'll just be different horses every event. So um, it's actually very cool, and and we're getting such a great response as it's coming through and as everything's happening. People are are really excited about this part of it. Well, that is exciting stuff, and so that's coming up in Westcliff, Colorado at the end of September. We're going to listen to a song from Mary Ann Kennedy called Horse and Round and come back and visit more with Lisa Dearson in just a moment on Saddle Love Up her. America. We work all week so that we can eat and own a little piece of God's ground. Around. 
They can have me 40 hours a week after that I can be found. Hitting the trail with my saddle pail, I can be lost, but then I'm found. When I'm horsing around. guest Lisa Dearson and one of the things that Lisa and I always like to chat about are um, authors that are involved um, always during the Equus Film and Arts Fest and I was on the website and I see that um, for this one coming up you've got Randy Samuelson Brown she's wonderful Um, have you have you had an opportunity to meet Randy before or is this the first time no, Randy has been. Randy was part of the festival when we were in um, at the Rocky Mountain Horse Expo last year. But she, okay. this is her, will be her third coming up the third year that she'll be involved with the festival in our literary wonderful. corral. Yeah, but, um, wonderful. Yeah, there's <clears throat> the authors are just so fun. And Mar- Margie Evans, I don't know if you've ever met MJ Evans. Margie. Yes. She's like a little in the pistol powerhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She wrote um in the heart of the Mustang, yes. Yeah. The picture of yes. her with the with her horse is just adorable. <laughs> she's she's one of the best young young adult authors I I've ever you know, read and had it had involved in the event. So Yeah. It's, it's, and then you have another the, I'm sorry. And then another one you have is Corinne Joy Brown, and I've um, mm-hmm. I've lost I've lost touch a little bit. I was happy to see her name and her photo. It's like, oh, I have to get back in touch with her. She's another just wonderful writer, mm-hmm. wonderful writer. Um, so all of the authors, these these authors and others, they'll be set up in a special area. You just mentioned, I think. Yes, we hit. Well, we call it our literary corral, but. The way our Westwood event is set up, it's kind of cool. We're, 
Westcliff, Colorado is a little tiny town, but they have an amazing arts community. Um, they have a, a vintage theater that they've saved. You know, like a lot of these towns lose their mm-hmm. theaters. They were able to save their vintage theater. And attached to that is the Westcliff Fine Arts Center, oh. Performing Arts Center. I'm sorry. So we'll be doing our pop-up gallery with the authors and the artists in that and then attached to that building is the theater so we can run the films people right there and then right outside of the door of that we'll be able to have a round pen hopefully have a mustang in that round pen all the time Uh, not a a wild one but we've got people bringing in their their riding horses and then we'll have some vendors and uh, others uh, you know some of our other local um Nonprofits will be set up there with their tables and booths, and mm-hmm. you know, so people can see mm-hmm. who's all around and the different programs. And our focus is this year is on helping the community set up a veterans program. Out, they have it. it the whole area is called the Wet Mountain Valley, and so they they have two thousand veterans retired out in that area, but there is wow. no point program. So, as we all know, the Mustangs work so well with the veterans program. So we're going to try to work with Horses for Mental Health and help them get a program or at least one or two people, a training program, so then they can come back and work with existing therapy programs and bring an equine component to that. And hopefully that equine Uh component is a Mustang equine component. That's terrific. Oh, how exciting that is. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's quite a goal. Yeah. What a vision, Lisa, that you have and how things have changed as, as they always do over the years. Um, and I do remember talking to you the year it was in New York. We were like, New York City, <laughs> you know. <laughs> 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 so fun. So the Albuquerque, so um, you said details are coming. So I should be checking the website in a couple of days for details on Albuquerque? Yes. And, and what we're going to do in Albuquerque is pretty much so it'll be uh, uh, pretty much just at the same type of program we'll have a few different people um using the mustang mustang people who are in the albuquerque area and different therapy groups that are in the albuquerque area but for the most part the program will stay the same um with the exception this year and i do have to say this because i'm very excited that we kind of made a crossover one of the things we do with this mustang summit is we talk about the off-range issues, what happens once the horses are rounded up. And there's always been a bit of a um, the on-range, off-range people not not getting along, not talking, and everybody has their agenda. Cloud Foundation, who is Ginger Catherine's, um, is reached out, and they will be part of this festival because they're based in the area there, but they're also now working with a youth program called the Mustang Ambassador Program, which partners Mustangs up with with the young with the kids in their riding program at, at Mustang Ambassador Program because Cloud Foundation is finally you know, everybody's realizing that it's okay to have your on range discussions, but 
there's still all these horses in holding. And so they've kind of said and given a, a positive nod to it's okay to be using these horses now in in therapy programs and with veterans and with youth. So that's a big deal. That's a huge step forward in everybody working together towards helping and saving the Mustangs. So I, I'm very excited about that in Westcliff. Um, hopefully, if it goes good in Westcliff, they'll come down and join us in Albuquerque to have the same conversation. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. How exciting. It, it's it's good to see things changing a little bit and positive mm-hmm. positive change happening because we've worked mm-hmm. really hard to to kind of be that that in the middle group. Mhm. Mhm. Yes. Yes. Now, um I also know that you um a lot of the films um are available on your channel. You, we've talked about this in the past, mm-hmm. and let me see mm-hmm. if I can. I'm just going to have you tell us about the special Equus Film Festival channel, and why don't you take a moment and fill us in on that? Well, we have some of the films still from last year's channel are available. We like to say it's like Netflix for horse people. Uh, the Equus <laughs> Film Channel is uh, $7.99 a month, and you have access to some really pretty cool, it's a curated collection, so you don't have to go searching the Internet for, you know, doc- equine documentaries and equine films. And so every every few months, some more films are changed out or added, but I think right now there's around 350 equestrian-themed documentaries and pieces on on the platform. So it's it's very cool. There's films that you just can't see anywhere else. So if you mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. equine travel, there's a whole a whole collection of films on equestrian travel. So there's just it's it there's some really cool things on it. Yeah, I think is the Discover Ride um, the um, the Mustang Discover Ride still? Yeah, yep. is that still well, on that channel? Well, the trailer, the sizzle is. Now, the Mustang Discovery Ride documentary, there's thousands of hours of that she's working through. So that documentary is in the editing process. We have a really great sizzle, and I can send you the link to the sizzle. And as and talking about sizzle, Rosanna is getting married um, later this weekend. Oh. To her, her boyfriend, James. She's been friends since high school, so we were joking. Now she has someone to make sure she takes care of her horses and dogs. <laughs> but um, so she's getting married, but she will be with us at the Westcliff event. And hopefully around this time next year, Julianne should have that documentary pretty well wrapped up. She's been very busy with um we have a whole new Mustang series called the Mustang Stories that we've been developing with the shorter pieces as Lisanne did the Mustang Discovery right across the country. There's so many little stories with all of the different people that she met along the way. So some of those stories are in there. And um, it, it's there's just so much great content um, on the um, – it's, it's called – I think it's called the Mustang Story on um, – 
online. And I, there's a link to it, a Mustang story. There's a link right on the front of our website. If you click on a Mustang story, that takes you right to that website that um, has mm-hmm. you know, different what our docu-series are. It actually even has some back in um, at the Equine Affair. We were live streaming every day um, with our different, with, with the, whole, the whole Mustang Summit live streamed every day. So we had our people from Mustang Heritage Foundation talking. We had people from the BLM coming and sitting and talking. We had a tip trainer session where we had four tip trainers sitting and talking for an hour. It was just really, it's a nice collection. Um, Horses for Mental Health sat down and they did an hour uh, an hour talk. So those live streams are still available on the, um, on the Mustang Story website. So there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of really interesting content on that. And one of the things in Albuquerque I'm very excited about is Randy Helm, kind of was the founder of starting using um, Mustangs with prisoners program in in New Mexico. He's coming in and going to be one of our guest speakers and he'll be, we have a documentary that he's been in. He's actually been the subject of a couple different documentaries, but um, his program is what a lot of these other feature films have been focused on. So. Interesting. Yeah, Fascinating it, to watch the watch the prisoners with the mustangs and how that changes lives mm-hmm, for the prisoners mm-hmm. and for the horses. It's just amazing. Yes. It's just amazing. Well, it says that it's a win-win all the way around. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Lisa, you're probably one of the busiest people that I know, and you're traveling all over the country, doing the film festivals and the art festivals, and doing now the Mustang summits. And uh, and we're going to catch up with you sometime down the road. So we've got some people from Mustang Heritage Foundation that are looking forward to being there in Westcliff in just a few weeks. And uh, yeah. and I'm sure that we'll be in Albuquerque a little bit later. Yep. Bobby, that's going to be like a few days after our convention is over. I know. I, I know. Yeah. I know it. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Anyway, you're, it'll be. Bobby, are you on the Am I? I'm sorry. Say again. Are you on the north end of Albuquerque or the south end of Albuquerque? Um, we're kind of on the west side of Albuquerque. Okay. We. I'm going to have to figure. I I know the name of the town that um, that we're doing most of the stuff in. I like it. Um, because we're working with two different nonprofits that are partners with um. Sure. Horses for Mental Health, so which is you know very cool to be able to pull all of this together and yeah, have it. Absolutely, and, you know. So I, I well, really we look forward stay to in touch. you come. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. We will stay in touch with the things <laughs> that are taking place in Albuquerque, and of course, of course, in Westcliff, Colorado, that is just coming up in uh, really just a few weeks. It'll be before you know it. Let's so just say a month. It's it's over a month. A month. It's a, over a month. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be before you know it. I'm going to tell you. Time flies right now. I know. Right now. I know. 
It flies. But anyway, well, well listen, thanks for taking the time to be with us today and, and tell us a little bit about the film festivals and the Mustang summits that are going on. And uh, if you're anywhere, anywhere in the area of West Cliff, Colorado, it'd be kind of cool to go to that little artsy town and, and uh, take advantage of the film and art festival that's going on and sit in on the Mustang Summit as well. So, Lisa, what is your website? We are www.equusfilmfestival.net. All right, dot .net, not dot .com. So no, be sure net. and check out their website. Yeah, check out their website. And uh, because the event is coming up in Westcliff, Colorado, we decided to close this segment with Mr. Don Edwards and the Colorado Trail. And uh, oh, Lisa, you. look forward to seeing you down the road. Thanks thank so much for being with we'll us today. Soon. Okay, bye-bye. All right, thanks very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Oh
Ron Edwards, the Colorado Trail. Bobby Bell, a fun show today. Bunch of always uh, great uh, Mr. Dan McCorson. I'm telling you what, such a talented guy. Yeah, I'm eager for the new album. I'm very eager for the new album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we were talking the other day, he said, you know, we recorded all we recorded twelve songs in one day. I thought, man, that is that's, fast. That's amazing. That and it wasn't fast. even that long a day. Yeah, he said what did he say? They started at no. ten and they were done at Three or something. Three o'clock. Yeah. 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 But uh, <laughs> but uh, and I just have to say again, our Nashville musicians are absolutely amazing, and so everybody that comes into Nashville to record just talks about the fact that uh, it's so much less expensive because they're so quick. You know, you know, I spend a lot of time, mm-hmm. but these guys are talented, talented guys, and uh, we're happy to be right here in Nashville. And uh, and part of this music business today, so it's a lot of fun. And always great to have Lisa Dearson on. She is one of the busiest women that I know. She just travels everywhere putting on these different events. I don't know how she does it. Mm-hmm. I don't either. I'd be, I'd be worn out. I'd be worn out. <laughs> oh, uh, gosh. Well, I don't know. Well, you and Mary Kay put a lot of events on, too, Gary. <laughs> Well, she keeps me she keeps me pretty busy. She keeps me pretty busy. But uh but anyway, uh what's going on with Out West Hour and who do you have coming up on your rendezvous with the writer show? Uh tonight we have uh author Kathleen Morris, award winning author. She's um uh she's written a number of books. The one we'll be talking about is so interesting. It's called Gold Digger. Um, but the gold, the term gold digger is not what you think of it. It's the antithesis in a way. It's the legendary life of Nellie Cashman. And a lot of us that have traveled through Tombstone, if you're going to historical places in Tombstone, you'll often see Nellie Cashman's name and label copy and such. And I always wondered why nobody had really written much about her. And this book was worth the 20-year wait or so since I asked myself that question. <laughs> Because Kathleen is just um, worked uh, with a family of Nellie Cashman with direct descendants and had access to letters and all kinds of things. And it's just an amazing story about really a Wonder Woman um, who had a love for God, for community, and for uh, mining strikes. And she liked to go to whatever wherever gold or silver was being mined and then she would give away most of what she recovered there and she would create um, businesses that supported the miners in the community wherever. So she was in Bisbee and she was in Tombstone a long time and she spent a long time uh, with at the Klondike. And she's just a remarkable woman, remarkable. Um, wow, wow. Not, not just for the time period, but... There's a song in there, Gary. Um, I think that Mary Kay and Gone with the West, they ought to read this book. There are some songs that just ideas just jumped off the pages um, to me. And wow. I don't know every, anybody that's written a poem or a song about Nellie Cashman that I can think of in Western music. Well, we'll have to turn them on to that. So, so that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Gosh. Well, yeah. it has been a it has been a busy time back here in Nashville. 
And uh, we've got so many of our, our IWA members that are performing and are doing such great things right now. So it's kind of hard to kind of put it all out there. But check out our Facebook page, International Western Music Association in Tennessee. We try to keep it updated, but it's hard to do. And, mm-hmm. uh, of course, we've got uh, we've got uh, Live from Nashville. It's coming up on Saturday beginning at noon. And, as always, the Campfire Cafe in Saddle of America starting at noon on Thursdays. And uh, what's going on with the Out West Shops? Uh, let's see. Well, we're putting up new merchandise. Um, I've been going through ladies' leather jackets and other things. So um, just go to outwestshop.com. Use the coupon code RADIO and save $10 off a purchase of $75 or more. And, and you know, there's a change There's a change in the weather. So a good time to be reading your wardrobe. Yeah. Yes. Time, time to be buying that fall wardrobe and getting ready for that. So anyway, well, listen, we had a fun time. You know, we talked a little bit about Les Buffum uh, earlier today when we were visiting with Dan. And, of course, his album that we featured was Me and Les. And, uh, and my wife, Mary Kay, this morning I asked her, I said, have you ever written with, Wet, with Les? And she said, yes. Yeah. She said, No Wilder Place. And so mm-hmm. her album is entitled No Wilder Place. It's a great album. And uh, I'll plug her. You can go visit MaryKHolt.com and, and purchase uh, her music there as well. But this is just an absolutely beautiful song. Actually, uh, this is on her album, No Wilder Place, but she and R.W. Hampton also recorded this song which is absolutely beautiful. So we're going to close the show today, Bobby, with this one. And uh, this was written by Mary Kay and Les Buffum. It's called No Wilder Place. We want to thank you for listening and invite you to join us again next Thursday, beginning at noon, for the Campfire Cafe and Saddle Up America. Thanks for listening.
There's a note. 